You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Things are backwards in Indiana. Get it? No. Wait. <laughs> it feels like a Monday morning since I was out of the office yesterday. It is not a Monday morning. It is a Tuesday, it's in Tuesday. fact. Short week for me. It's always fun. A little bonus weekend gets here early. Must be nice. Mm. Just here slaving away. I know. Y'all were out here having grinding. fun. Must be I'm nice. Driving through the Tennessee mountains. Fished a little bit yesterday. Yeah. I uh, I know you've been to this river that I'm going to talk about. Yeah, did you go um, blow up the guide spot? I didn't. I went to another. <laughs> I went to another part. Um, but what's really interesting, and I had read about this in the Great Smoky Mountains. There's all these little creeks. They call them rivers, but they're ditches yeah. with a lot of water in them. Yeah. And I had read that the fish will like fall back down, which makes sense as the water's really cold up up towards the top they'll sometimes fall down to where the water's a little warmer and we went up a little ways into the mountains and started fishing yesterday and i'm not seeing usually you can see something feeding not getting a bite i'm not seeing fish move but it was amazingly beautiful yeah so it's not the quote-unquote easiest best fishing for sure right but just being out there my kids are like rock hopping around yeah the boulders uh, up there are freaking so cool and i'm paranoid i just have to turn around because my daughter is Mm -hmm. little and she's just (laughs) jumping out on these mossy rocks and uh, couldn't handle it she can't swim water's freezing would have been a nightmare if she fell in, but she yeah. survived. It was great. Natural selection, man. She yeah. survived the test. <laughs> that one, anyway. <laughs> she doesn't win her Darwin Award yet. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so we we went out to out to the Smokies and kind of Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg. Uh, we stayed in Townsend, which I was telling Erica this morning. Definitely a spot for you to check out if you want to get to, like, the Smokies area, but it's a little calmer, mm-hmm. not as crowded. Uh, really cool cabins on the river, you know, in the summertime, cool. they have a bunch of tubing and stuff, but yeah, so we, uh, had a great little trip, took the kids, um, to a little park in Gatlinburg proper, which there's like go-karts flying around everywhere <laughs> in the park. Gatlinburg is not my jam. Uh, yeah. it's kind of like, I like to get through it as quick as I can. I've thing. never been. Really? I've never been at all. Excuse me? <laughs> I tell y'all this that I've like traveled to Fiji, but I've never been to Gatlinburg. You, you should take. You should. <laughs> and take. I love Dolly Parton. Like you should that take my is video, like this, And I've never been. That is this area's like freaking Panama vacation spot. Yeah, it's I like, know. I go down there and I run into like ten people I know every time. Yeah, I really want to go. I want to get a cabin and go. You, you don't go. need to get a cabin. Just take your trailer down there. I'm telling yeah, you, there's yeah, some yeah. sweet RV parks. Some of them have like little water park yeah. pool areas too mm-hmm. so there's tons of stuff to do and dollywood <clears throat> and dollywood yeah if you want to spend 80 bucks a day 
at least. But so we um, stayed in the cabin with my parents the, the first night, which was nice. We're out in the woods and the trees were trying to break in half, which we will have a follow-up story on <laughs> that oh. scenario. We almost sure. lost our friend Erica. And um, <clears throat> But, yeah, so I had, I had kind of researched. There's some spots within Gatlinburg. So if you ever go, if you're listening, you go and you take kids, there are a couple parks within Gatlinburg that allow kids-only fishing in these select areas. And what's interesting about Gatlinburg is they have their own fish hatchery. They heavily stock the streams. They stock every Thursday and they don't just put little stockers in. I mean, we're talking like 14 inch fish kind of average from what I was seeing in this one little park. And, um, so I, you know, I was like, we'll take the kids there. We'll fish for a little bit. They'll be able to actually catch something, which is always important with the kids. Guy, get them on a fish quick. And so this one little park had these, it was, it was kind of bouldery. So it had that mountain stream feel to it. It's not very big, but there's these little pockets. And I had taken salmon eggs because that's always like, a, if you're allowed to use bait, salmon eggs usually work well. And it's something easy. They can just drop in and watch it. Mm-hmm. Water like tight line in it basically. Kind yeah, of, yeah, pretty much. Because you can't really, it's not big enough to cast. Yeah. And those things are so light, they're hard to cast anyways. That's what, whenever we did that guiding thing, that's what they had us do. Like, we just tight-lined the whole time yeah. down there. So Dapping. You Some just people call it dapping. put, like, the salmon egg on the hook? Yeah, just oh. a little circle hook. Okay. Um, I did have a little bobber on there, too, so they could mm-hmm. see it. But didn't even, some of the times we were fishing, the bobber didn't even touch the water. Because yeah. they were just mm. shallow enough. And mm-hmm. So, it was really neat. There was... Um, there was this one little, one little falls, and I took my younger son, who's six, to this one spot. And I was like, "Hey, I'm pretty confident there's a fish here. Let's let's try this." And so we're standing up on a rock, and he he puts his his. I had actually taken his egg off because he was struggling with it, and put a weighted fly on the end of his line and let him use that. And so he was dropping it in this one spot. Well, as his fly went down, I saw a large fish form <laughs> come out from under the rock we were standing on. And I was like, dude, squat down. Get down low. Get down low. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he, he passed it through there a couple more times. And I saw that fish come out sideways, turn, grab the fly. And dude, little buddy, like, I mean, this is, a, I have him on this ultralight setup to yeah. begin with, which is like a wet noodle. And this fish is breaking his arm, just running back and forth. He doesn't know what to do. He's like trying to reel real fast. I'm like, buddy, hold on. Just let him get tired. So I'm adjusting the drag for him. Yeah. And we finally gets him over to where I can get the net on him under. Well, that part's complicated. So I had, I guess, taken the net out of my waistband further down the creek where my mom, dad, wife, and other kids were. And so I'm here with my younger son. And my older son comes over and I'm like, dude, go get the net. We need the net. So he has, and the whole time he's fighting this fish in the current, just trying, I'm like, just keep pressure on him. Don't yank on him. Just keep it there. Was he screaming or he He was was dialed in. He was dialed in. Jennings will be the, like, he'll yell and stuff. So he runs over and I'm, you know, at this point it's seconds, but it feels like hours Uh of waiting for him to get the net back over here. Cause there's no way I'm getting this thing out with my hands. 
and he comes back over with the net and then, you know, my wife comes over and the rest of the family starts coming down and we get this thing in the net and I, it's between four and five pounds, rainbow trout, donkey, like full on <laughs> fists. Like I, I have my hands around this fish and I can't, I'm don't even think I can hold on to it. It's no that big. Way. And so he, he is like ear to ear grin, Bro. just smiling. He's never caught a fish that big in his <laughs> life. And, uh, He's of the two sons. My my daughter doesn't really care about fishing that much yet. She likes to take her pole and just feel like she's participating. Yeah, she'll get there. But he's the one that doesn't fish as much, doesn't get as excited about it. But so for him to catch that fish, he was he was all about it, and so he oh, was wanting to man. fish more. Yeah, he and got bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, what was cool about this little park? So we we moved down. Cause we stopped getting bites in that part. So I moved him down a, a couple little pools and there was 15, 20 trout just stacked up and oh, we could man. see them. And so it was really good cause they could see movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could see their, their bait or lure in there. And so it worked out perfect for them to, wow. to catch. I mean, we probably caught 12 fish while we were there, Dude. all of them, you know, 14 inches or so minimum. And that one big, I didn't see any other big ones like that. But um, April 1st in this section starts to where you can catch and keep. Mm. I was like, man, that trout's going to be gone. Mm. This, yeah, like, it, was, it. it was worn out and hiding after we caught it. It had like wedged itself into a rock just trying to get its energy back. Um, but I'm sure somebody's going to take that home. Yeah, <laughs> so, you didn't it. take it home? No. No, we um we we were going. We had to actually switch from the cabin to a like a hotel mm, that right. night, so I didn't have a kitchen yeah. um, to to take it home and cook it and stuff. But it was fun. They, I I don't care. I love catching fish, especially when you get a bit a big one or a good one, and I get a lot of excitement out of it. But watching my kids catch something big mm-hmm. and they just freak out, lose their mind, high fives like it mm-hmm. it was untouchable like yeah great thing that's like a, a memory probably yeah core memory, core memory. yeah <laughs> i hope so i hope yeah. so like he you know he was gave me a hug and saying thank you and that Aww. kind of stuff and he was all about it he's what it's all about yeah. baby that's what it's all about that's, that's cool. awesome man I, I do people think of that area as like a good place to go fish like fly fish in Gatlinburg itself. Yeah. So Gatlinburg's kind of interesting. I mean, it, it has a little bit of that like theme park feel, of course. Yeah. Um, they, ha- they do heavily stock these two parks. One of them, there's a hatchery at the park. And so there's a lot of fish and they actually, what's interesting about Gatlinburg is they have upped their stocking to where they are now stocking trophy size fish. And if you've been through Gatlinburg, there's that that creek or river that mm-hmm. runs right through the motels and stuff. Yeah. The Orvis shop is right on it. Well, that's Sevierville. Oh, so this okay. is like, that's a different one. Dead okay. center Gallenberg. Okay. Gotcha. But there's, so there's hotels right along this river and most people just go past it and don't I know what you're talking up. about. Yep. Yeah. The sk- the sky lift thing yeah. goes right over. Yep. yep. So most people just drive by that and don't really think about it, but they heavily stock big fish in this area. Hmm. You have to get a special, if you're an adult, you have to get a special Gatlinburg permit. Mm. But the fish, I mean, you're not going to find like that quality fish throughout the rest of the park. Because a lot of the park fish are small wild trout, eight, Mm. nine inches is a big one. And so in this area, there's a ton of fish. Access is is good if you can find a parking spot, which is the the magic in Gatlinburg. 
but it's great for kids. Great spot to go. They can catch a lot of fish. They, you know, it's, it's not, there's not a bunch of like, oh, you can't cast there because there's trees and that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's perfect for them. Yeah. And that, I mean, down there is where like, I really kind of got hooked on like fly fishing because I went, my uncle, it was like, I think it was like August. I mean, it was like a horrible time to go fly fishing. None of us knew it. We were just there hanging out in cabins. Um, we might've been like scouting for mine and Sap's wedding, uh, like places to go stay. But regardless, um, he was like, Hey, I booked a, a charter or not charter, a guide yeah. from Orvis to go fly fishing. Do you all want to go? I was like, absolutely. That sounds fun. And we did just kind of like that tight line. It was really simple. That took us to a couple of places, but it was just gorgeous. Like a lot of fun. We all ended up catching a fish. They told us before we went out, like, Hey guys, this is not a good time of year. Like we might catch one fish. Everybody ended up catching a fish and it was like that. Like everybody's high fiving. It was all of our first trout. Like it was so much fun. And then came home, got my own setup and started going with Jacob more. And then, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. But, yeah. It was, it was cool. <laughs> I think if I, I took the kids back to this park, I would put them just on a fly rod because yeah. it, they can reach further mm-hmm. and it would lend itself better to this kind of fishing. I mean, yeah. obviously you're not casting, like there's just not, no. you don't have the space to cast. You're just kind of flipping. Yeah. Mm. And so, yeah, it was fun, man. I, I enjoyed it. Kids enjoyed it. Yeah. Definitely worth the, uh, if you're down there just hanging out with your family, definitely worth trying to make a day of it. It's not hard to bring a fly rod and reel mm-hmm. and get out there and try it. I want to try that downtown. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. Like people walking by and probably be yelling at you. <laughs> Dude, it's, I mean, you're going to be listening to cars go by constantly and beautiful sounds music of from the stores and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah unique. It's, it's kind of like a sleep, a little bit of a sleeper thing where I don't think people think about it because it's so commercialized. Yeah. It's just stock full right there. That is awesome. Well, I'll get, uh, I'll get my story out of the way and then we will close with Erica's wild story um yeah uh i went to luke combs saturday luke combs concert at lucas oil stadium uh with my wife and two sisters and it was freaking awesome the lineup like i didn't even know about this but like brent cobb was playing while everybody was coming into the stadium i did not even know he was going to be there and we got there extra early just because and so i was geeking out from like the very beginning i love him he's great and then it went um flatland calvary who's out of texas who if you all haven't listened to him he's really cool he actually has some songs on yellowstone too um and then it was laney wilson who like this is when the concert really started getting crazy everything's packed everybody's there (laughs) i got a lot of heart (laughs) yeah she was singing her heart like a truck yeah and dude i'm a fan i think she's awesome her voice is crazy and she's been writing um with luke combs since she was like a teenager Mm. um I think is what she said. It was like a long time ago. Like basically when he was getting started, they kind of like were riding together. Um, but yeah, so then he took her on tour, which I thought was really cool. I think she's going to have her own tour in a yeah. couple of years. I mean, she's already got like the whole uh, bell bottom country mm-hmm. is her thing. She wears these giant like yoga pants, bell bottoms. I don't know. It's a thing. Um, but yeah, so she's a great singer. She was really cool during her set. The I had seen these dudes. Um, I don't know. 15 20 rows like down we're we're not in like great seats we're like in the very back at the top we just kind of went to go um and i'm seeing these dudes just like move from seat to seat and i notice that they both had their cowboy hats on backwards which 
What? It's not an uncommon thing to see. Like, like, a, like a Stetson cowboy I didn't know that hat. was a thing. Oh, really? Yeah. And backwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like a cowboy hat, like at the front, it's shaped like yeah. its pinch is kind of at the front. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. So they had them on backwards. It's not something you, like it's not a style purpose? choice. No, 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 no. These guys are just Instagram cowboys type. Figures. So they didn't mm. know they had it on back. No, they had no idea. They bought uh, their Stetson for this concert. Or, yeah, or borrowed them or something. And <laughs> so I'm making fun of them to Sav, like, look Aww. at these guys being goobers. They're causing a scene. Everyone's sitting down, like, just listening to, you know, Laney Wilson go crazy. And they're going seat to seat, just, like, taking people's seats, which is why I'm partially making fun of them. They're kind of being jerks. Like, they're just oh. stealing people's seats okay. with their backwards cowboy hats on. And then all of a sudden they come to my row and they're like, hey, we want to get, you know, over there. And I was like, okay. I knew that there were people sitting there, but I'm not the police. I'm like, whatever, go ahead. So they walk by and as they're walking by, I said to the one dude, I was like, hey, your, your hat's on backwards. And he's like, oh, thanks. I'm really drunk is what he said. I was like, oh, okay. Well, then they go <laughs> sit down and like five minutes later, the people who were sitting there, come back and they're like what the heck guys and they're like oh sorry so they go to walk out the row and um the one dude who i had told had his hat on backwards steps on my sister's foot and falls three rows down and slams <gasps> his head into uh the seat in front of him gets his arm stuck in a chair we think he broke his arm <laughs> and then it took three of us to like lift him up and get him out he gets his hat he puts his hat back on. It's backwards. I took it off. I put it straight. But that was the only thing that mattered. Not his broken <laughs> arm, but his hat. He didn't care. He didn't, like, he had no, he had no, like, idea. He's not there going. at the moment. No, he left the building. Uh, and uh, so I was like, okay, man, see you. He's like, thank you so much. I was like, you guys should probably maybe go drink some water or something. <laughs> and then they all just left, and I never saw them again. Um, so that was fun. And then it went Riley Green, who I was telling these guys, who me and my wife had seen when we were just dating in college at the Signal in Chattanooga. And it was like a few hundred people standing um, at this guy's concert. And it was really, really cool to see him. Like he was the, he was after Laney Wilson. So right before Luke Combs. Um, and I mean, we're talking, you know, tens of thousands of people in Lucas Oil Stadium and he's singing all his old songs because he hadn't really come out with a bunch of new ones. Um, so it was really fun for me and Sav to like hear him, see him grown up, like just explode in the country scene. Um, and he, him and Luke Combs both, I was telling them earlier too, that like they just, they like, they really appreciated the moment, like the arena filled up. That was Riley Green's second time ever in an arena. And so it was just a really cool experience to like see him, you know, get to experience that and like really appreciate it and think it's cool. It's not like they're just like big time stars that have been doing this forever. And then Luke Combs came on and did his, he did a really long set and it was really fun. Two encores. Um, it's just, I don't know, great tour, a lot of really cool people. Uh, I definitely, it's like kind of three concerts in one because it like, there's some serious. How long was it? Uh, we got there at like 5.30 and we left at, I think it was like 10.40. Wow. Yeah. So it was it was a long concert and a lot of fun. Yeah, I like so. Luke Combs. Yeah. I like, for the record, I like Amy <laughs> Wilson. I don't like the Heart Like a Truck song. Yeah. It's I, been like, it's been so, that's, so much on country radio. So that's the thing. I don't listen to country radio or like radio at all. Mm. And so I had I had heard that song on the Dodge Ram uh, oh, commercial. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that too. Sav was like, oh, uh, 
that lady's going to be, or Laney, that's Laney. She's going to be at the concert. And I was like, oh, cool. So I started listening to some of her songs. I I think she's awesome. I'm yeah. a fan. I think she's, I think she's going to blow up, but like on her own tour. Type yeah. Deal. But, yeah. Um, guess who I got tickets to? Music Oh, class. yeah. Who'd you get tickets to? Okay. You guys are going to laugh, but I got tickets at the Ryman. Okay. Also, Dan Hood did not know what the rhyming was. I don't know what the rhyming is. Oh, I can't. My I can't. I cannot do it no more. I can't do it with you anymore. Guys. Sorry. The rhyming. Okay. If you appreciate country Are you saying music. Ramen. <coughs> rhyming. Like R Y M A N. Okay. Rhyming. All right. I can't see. This is why he don't know what country music. is. Who are you is. going to see? He don't know. Just, what country okay. Music First is. of all, no. The Ramen is in Nashville. It is like the center of the country quintessential music. Yeah. Okay. It is like an old church. Oh, you mean the Grand Ole Opry? <laughs> Who are you going to see at the Ramen? <laughs> You need to Google the ramen later, okay? <laughs> no, it's not. No. Okay, separate things, but also in the same environment. The realm. Um, okay, this is the part where Dan, like, just couldn't deal with me any longer. Um, I want to see Vince Skill and Amy Grant do their Christmas show. Oh, <laughs> heck. December and December. At the Robin. That'll be fun, though. I mean, yeah. I've been down there at Christmas time, and it's... It's a good time to be down there. Yeah. I've never been in the Ryman. <clears throat> I've seen Vince Gill play once before. I do love country music, and I love Christmas music, so see them together. will be great. Um, also, uh, camping season, Morel. Found any? I haven't found any yet. I haven't either. But I've seen pictures of people in the area that have. Mm-hmm. So I think they're sprouting. Popping. I, I bet this week is it. I'm it's going Saturday. Warmer. Okay. Is that too late or? No. I don't know. Nobody See, knows. I don't know. Like, how long does it take for a morel to form? Is I don't know what they hours, look like coming up out of the days? ground. Yeah. Um, don't know. How long does it take for them to just, Yeah. you know. Get stepped on or eaten or mush. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'd like to see a time lapse of one. Like we could probably find that's one probably on, on the internet. Yeah. We found all the bugs that come out of them last year. We could probably find That's them. true. Like a sped up version of one growing somewhere um but we did go camping and i looked for them there and i didn't see any um we were talking about the wind earlier yeah so my kids spring break was on this past week and so we went wednesday uh like we were just gonna go friday through sunday but then the weather started talking how it was gonna be like thunderstormy and stuff on friday so we just hurried up and was like hey wednesday's supposed to be great let's just go and we hurried up packed the camper and added two more days to it and went and i worked a little bit we played a little bit while we were um camping wednesday and thursday friday night it starts saying like oh thunderstorms are gonna be coming in like, that's okay we've camped during thunderstorms before we have a trailer it's not a tent different so um uh, it's fine i think we're gonna just like you know push it out We'll be fine. We'll survive this, right? Well, then all day long, people are calling. I think that you should stop camping because they're really talking about the storm coming in. I'm like, what are they talking about? So we look, start turning on the news and stuff, and they're like, hour by hour, they're upgrading, like, the storm level that's going to come in around midnight or so. I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we maybe 60-mile-an-hour winds, possible tornadoes. 
I think I've done this when I was a kid. I remember camping during tornado warnings. It was awful and terrifying, but like it was memories made. And I was like, Tim, what do you want to do? And he was like, it'll be a good memory. And I was like, yeah, when we die. A core memory. Yeah. They'll traumatize us. Our our obit will be these idiots, you know, whatever. So keep going on, going on. We have a bunch of family come in that are going to camp too. They pull in. One of them is like, we're just going to come for, because we were having a big fish fry. We're going to come in for the fish and eat, but we're not going to bring our, our trailer and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, well, they're backing out. Like, this seems like, you know, maybe we should rethink this. Anyways, we have the fish fry. Uh, stronger winds start to come in. Uh, but then it breaks with sun. And but they say like the more sun that comes the in, storm. Yeah. like the more the environment. You know, it's all this new stuff, right? Oh, yeah. So, anyways, um, night starts to come. It's getting darker, and the wind is really starting to pick up. People, I see campers leaving, and I'm like, oh man, it's Friday night. People are supposed to be coming in, not leaving, right? And so I keep talking to Tim, like, what do you think we should do? And he's like, I think we're fine. Like, okay, I I don't, but <laughs> I don't know anymore. So I go on our camper and the winds are about like twenty mile an hour right now. I go on our camper and our and I stand there and I feel the camper swaying at twenty. And I'm like, it's gonna get up to sixty miles an hour. We're gonna this is not okay. At like midnight and we also have two kids with us too that are like young. And I was like, I don't know. Anyways, so, okay, we're going to wait a little bit longer. And now it's dark and it is really blowing. And I just start imagining, like, the shelter house is, like, I don't know, not quite a quarter mile. Like, it's far, okay, that we would have to trek to when a tornado warning goes off. My mom is neighbors with uh the local meteorologist here and she texts him and she's like hey like do you think this is a bad idea and i'm like he's gonna give us this default like yes you cover see. my butt and he was yeah. like expect warnings at midnight and i was like I'm oh my god send a video of himself doing like a <laughs> <laughs> like if i was a weatherman dude i'd be trolling people so you hard. guys were on the news you didn't know it yeah right. like, there are people camping right now live calling so Anyways, I was like, oh, man, he's, like, saying that for real there's going to, like, there's probably going to be tornado warnings at midnight. Like, And I'm like, if we know that there's tornado warnings coming in, why are we staying here? Anyways, I turned to Tim, and I'm like, I think we should leave. And it's 9 o'clock at night. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I don't feel good about it anymore. Like, I want to go. And also, I want to take the whole camper. Not just, like, us get in the car and leave the camper there. See, like, that's what was gonna, I was going to ask. Like, you have your truck there camper you could unhook it and drive to safety i know theoretically but then i was afraid that the camper was going to be gone tomorrow yeah. and i wanted to take that with it so within 15 minutes we scrambled and like panic packed up this camper got it on the hitch and then we drove down the road in like probably 40 mile per hour winds now the the camper and uh, we were just all over the place we get home we unpack and stuff but anyways that night everything was fine there there was some like winds and stuff we talked to people that had stayed at, at the site and they were like it was very very windy really scary but it was fine but about 30 minutes north of us there was like an f3 f4 tornado that did go through mccormick's creek state park destroy y'all the pictures is insane trees topped campers blown over um two couples at mccormick's creek two couples one couple 
passed away. They were in their camper. So I'm glad we left. I'm sad that we did. Everything, we were probably going to be fine, but it was scary. Yeah. You can only roll the dice so many times, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I driving, so we drove up to Indy and then up to in, Upland. Driving up there and back, the wind, like just in the car was insane i cannot imagine doing that in a with a camper, a camper behind me like, knowing yeah. that you're about to lay down and go to sleep in it yeah, yeah and there's only like two wheels and then we put these little like yeah, stabilizer things down i just imagine like the wind getting up underneath it and then tipping those things are not heavy i mean they're yeah light yeah. Made to be right light. made to be light yeah. and there there's like a lake where we were too and i just imagine us like rolling into it and now we're drowning and i yeah. can't get the kids out and that'd be the most likely scenario for sure yeah. you wouldn't have slept that <laughs> night i know and i was like we're not gonna sleep yeah anyways do you like look at the weather super hard before you go camp or is it just kind of like i mean well okay so it used to be back in the day you could just roll up to a state park and be like, hey, I'm going to go pick my spot. I'm going to tell you what it is, and I'll be back and then pay for it and whatever. But now camping is so popular since COVID that you can't do that. So basically you book out and just hope that the weather is going to be good. Mm. Um, so we looked at the weather. But like my dad and them, they had booked that weekend, but they – decided not to go because the the weather was coming yeah you kind of feel more like forced to go because you've already booked it so far in advance you're just like eh, we're gonna go anyway basically. yeah we already paid for it yeah <laughs> well in like rain and storms you probably stay but it's the the wind risk that was the most scary yeah 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 um i do have another camping adventure in a week and a half and it has a very big lake and with bass, I told Tim that I would get us some lures that we have here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What am I throwing in a week and a half for bass in Indiana? What's the water yeah, like? I'm going to have to look at the water. Like, let's say it's clear. Clear? Is that the, an- is that the answer you're looking for? Like clear and murky? Well, yeah, but that sure. that won't matter. We can we can help you pick out some stuff downstairs that will work with both. Okay. I mean, you, you know the... The Senkos, the stick bait stuff is always good. Yeah, I got this, that. This time of year, you probably have some bass moving up to spawn. So oh. hopefully you'll have some good fish in shallow. Okay. Yeah, because, like, we have spots right there on the on Right the on lake. the lake. Yeah. Does it get fished a lot? I think so, probably. So maybe that's not a good spot. Not necessarily. If they're moving up to spawn, it doesn't matter. They're going to be on the beds and ready to hit anything that's coming to threaten the bed. Mm. whether they get fished to a lot or not okay yeah you have to show show me the lake on a map later and i'll kind of tell you okay that'll be helpful if there's if if the water is up because we did get rain Mm -hmm. the other day if the water's up and into the grasses i would fish that stuff too but it'll probably be stained in that point get something loud and bright oh okay 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 i see yeah let's look at a map Mm -hmm. i'll show you White fluke chartreuse split tail. What'd you say? White fluke chartreuse split tail. Yeah, dude, that's (laughs) gonna be the recommendation. That thing has been (laughs) killing it on the creeks with smallmouth and those spotted bass the other day. Like, I don't know, it's crazy. What is it? White. A white super fluke. Yeah. Oh. The split tail. Mm -hmm. Little chartreuse tail on it. Yeah, it'd been. What was really cool. I don't know if I've talked about that trip much at all, but the water was clear. 
but still had a little bit of a tint to it. And so I could see that super fluke falling in the water and I would just wait for it to disappear and set the hook because I could see it that well. And I was up above where I was casting to. So dirty water, white's good too. Okay. Yeah. We'll go dial you in, get you set up. Mm -hmm. It's the time of year though, where I cannot get my mind. I know turkey season's right around the corner. Cannot get my mind off of fish. And every time I go fishing, it's like a drug addict. I'm thinking about my next hit. That's your next fix. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, warmer warmer air, warmer water temperature, bass moving up to spawn. It's the time to get out and fish for sure. I'm I'm half in, half out on the, the fishing scene. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. But with turkey season coming up, me and Phil are going to go out to one of our properties and have a, have a little observation sit and go see if we can find some rails and set up some cameras. And it's always been hard getting turkeys on camera i've never like it seems like with deer you can kind of get there like and yeah. region reason it but like if you don't know that like turkey are running through there already like it, it like that you've already seen or whatever it's super hard yeah so we're gonna try to at least see if we can see where they fly down and listen to them on the roost and try to piece it together but hunting private land this year for turkeys for the first time so we're gonna have a blind and a little bit more forgiveness and hopefully shoot one in the face this year yeah instead of missing like last year turkeys don't seem to disturb the environment as much as deer traffic so i've uh, i mean the small properties i've hunted it's been harder for me to kind of figure out where they are what they're yeah. not here in the mornings and that's kind of the only way i find them yeah i mean you got like scratching and stuff that you can find like around trees but i don't know uh, Whatever I've been doing in the past is like whenever I try to piece it together, I've I've yet to set a camera and like on purpose get a turkey. Yeah. I've gotten tons of turkeys on cameras, but it's not like it's usually during deer season or, you know, just an old camera that's been sitting there for a long time in a random spot. So the, la the last three years out at one of the farms I hunt, I have gotten a turkey on camera two weeks or so before the season opens. And it will be the only turkey I get on that camera all year and <laughs> i really? don't see them when i'm out there trying to hunt so do you think right now they're in so indiana season opens in what three or four weeks yeah. about do you think right now they're in the place that they're gonna be in like three or four weeks do you think they like i don't know to be honest yeah. like i could say what i think like i my guess is is no because they already say that our season is too late anyway yeah. like if you like to actually hunt them for the best time to hunt them would be like honestly now um yeah but like the pattern kind of changes basically throughout the whole season from what i've heard mm -hmm. um and by the time we're hunting them that's it's a more difficult time to hunt them and they're doing like increasingly different things but um yeah like i said i don't really know i'm i'm not great at finding them <laughs> other than like listening for them like going out mm -hmm. and like that's the fun thing about public land hunting them is like go to a spot like alcohol if you don't hear anything it's kind of like okay we're gonna go drive somewhere else and mm. like with the private land it's a little bit different we're like we like that's you've got your parcel of land and you kind of got to make it work so we're gonna go try to figure out like i mean i don't know we got youth season coming up um i think it's two weeks so we're trying to like we're preparing for that more so than like regular season just because like you said the pattern's gonna be a lot different but yeah we're going know. to we're going to go shoot our guns and get them yeah. squared away. This, are you going with us? Friday. I'm going to try to make it work. That's very noncommittal. Yeah. Huh. She won't yeah. be there. 
but yeah, I'm ready to do that. Honestly, like I, I just love shooting my shotgun and it'll be fun to get out there and make sure it's squared away, ready to go. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate it being on the calendar because I've been needing to clean my shotgun since after I went duck hunting with it in January. (laughs) It's horrible. Like it is gross. So I got a deadline now that I got to get it cleaned by Friday. So that'll inspire me. It'd be fun. I think we're going to do some fun shooting with other stuff out there too, right? Yeah, I'm going to bring my AR and a couple pistols and clean all the guns. Maybe my little Henry 22. It's my favorite thing to shoot. It's so much fun. They are fun, man. Can't beat them. All right. Well, make sure you log this show and go wild. Hit that plus sign. Get your your points, your rewards. We got some cool stuff coming up. I feel like we're overloading rewards. We got so much stuff going on. It's it's wild and crazy time. Uh, so make sure you get your points and tune in to hear us blabber on about something else next week. Leave us a review, please. We appreciate it. Five stars. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>